1: carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience download the app or visit carvana.com today
0: the following podcast is a dear media production hey friend it's nicole host of the nicole walters podcast here's where we laugh we cry and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together let's get started Friends, I am so excited. You know that I don't do the chat thing very often, But holy cannoli, my friend Sarah is here. She is your friend, too. We are going to sit down. When I tell you this chat, if you know anything about Sarah, you know we are the same people. Mm -hmm. We have the babies. We have the bodies. Okay, and we'll talk more about that later. We all have bodies, but we have the bodies, right? The ones that people love to talk about, the ones that people have things to say about. We also have the families that are made up in all sort of mishmash ways and are still filled with so much love. And above all else, Sarah, just like me and just like you, is out here doing her very, very best to make a difference in this world, share what she has learned, and really pour back into you all the truth that you aren't able to find right away on the internet. She is an example of that. And this chat is easily my favorite one about starting over this entire season. Lean in. So, so good. Sarah, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, I am beyond like we hadn't even hit record yet. And I feel <laughs> like I just poured my guts out on the table and we just sat and admired them a little bit and you did the same and i'm just like are we this are we the same person in two different lives
0: how much we have a lot we have a lot of lines so i'm excited about this chat because um and i just want to jump into it because if y'all don't know we were already going at it and i was like okay we just need to start because there's so much to talk about now if you guys follow the birds Papaya podcast and instagram and all that you already know sarah you talk about everything you put yourself out there I do, yeah. yeah. I I do it on purpose. You do, you do. And it's, I mean, someone's got to, you know what I mean? And you talk about your body, you talk about your family, you talk about your past and your marriage, Mm -hmm. and uh, you also talk about your present and the hardship and, Mm -hmm. you know also the good, a a lot of light and a lot of good. So let's just start off with how each of those areas is a place of starting over for you. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So it's so
1: fascinating. I think I, like so many people started on social media in, in the realm of it was all perfect Mm -hmm. and everything was so beautiful and so delightful and everything, everyone was so pretty and their kids were so well-dressed And their homes were immaculate and their, and their foods were to be admired. That's right. Pancakes on the bed with balloons, curated pictures, sunlight, ring lights. (laughs) And I think somewhere along the way, I really got lost in the message that these were just like aspirational images. It was like a TV show. It wasn't necessarily real life. I really thought that that was what other people were doing and I wasn't having it. So through sort of like my journey on social media of really wanting to make it. So I started 14 years ago Mm -hmm. when I had, (laughs) when I had a toddler and a baby and I named my blog, the birds papaya after these two little girls and their nicknames. So it was Gemma birdie and Maya papaya. Mm -hmm. And that began this journey of me basically trying to fit in, trying to fit on social media, trying to find my way through this world that just seemed so happy and so perfect and Mm -hmm. so amazing and I loved it. I loved creating. I loved sharing my voice and all of that. But down the line, as things changed and Instagram came about, it no longer was about the perfect home and the perfect yep. meal and the perfectly dressed kids. Mm-hmm. The cameras angled towards the person. And I was like 225 pounds. And I don't say that negatively. That's just a factual That's just thing. The, it's just the number that it was. It's just what it was. And I had always grown up in a bigger body. I remember I'm in Canada and there wasn't... Clothing above a size twelve for anything in my style. I used to have to drive down to the states Mm -hmm. to get clothes to fit me. I was very used to like sort of that being like the funny girl, the Mm -hmm. funny friend. There's a artist called Maddie Zom and she has a song called "The Funny Fat Friend," and I weep listening to it because that was sort of like my journey. But to kind of bring us back to the Instagram thing, I just decided, you know what? Like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this whole Mm -hmm. thing. And I didn't recognize the differences in my own world in the sense that I was now three times postpartum. So I was kind of done having kids. Wow. And can you tell
0: us a little bit about your age at this time too? Because I think that that's still really relevant in the starting over. One of the things we share and we align, and I want everyone here to know is, we're not, you know, spring chickens, you know, we're seasoned chickens, (laughs) but we're also not, you know, we have a lot of life ahead of us still. A lot of life. We squeezed in a lot really early. Yeah. So So I got married at 19. I was married at 22. Okay. Three (laughs) babies by 25.
1: And then the whole kind of crux of the Instagram body image thing started around 27, 28. Mm -hmm. And I, by the time I was 30, I had lost a hundred pounds very publicly Mm -hmm. and with a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and with a lot of praise and so much around it towards how accomplished I was. I felt like I finally was, I was finally getting into that party that I just wanted so, so badly to get into for all of those years.
0: And was your body also your business at this point too?
1: Yeah. You can't separate those two things because- I had only gained a following based off of losing weight. So Mm -hmm. it actually fed into what would become the disordered eating, what would become the body obsession. Mm -hmm. But also the reality that there was two things I was facing at once. One, the reason I was suddenly very controlling of my body and my weight was because my life was actually in shambles and it was something that I could hold on. (sighs) It's taken me a long time to like, recognize that. It was something I could control. I could control what I ate and what a, how I moved in a world that was chaos. And
0: and you were getting affirmation for
1: it. So I'm getting I, a I lot of praise. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of praise, like a lot of validation from other people. But I'm also faced with the reality that I actually have more anxiety about my body. And I have more like I actually don't love the way I look. And I think that I really, really thought that because I saw so many before and after pictures and the girl was sad and then she was happy, I was almost like disappointed and sad that it wasn't there. And I was becoming more recluse in my life. I was going out less. The whole purpose of this was like, I just
0: want to be able to like buy clothes and like go live my life and like right. because be happy I'll and all have these freedom things. If I hit these check marks. And yeah, when I tell you, Sarah, I'm not even kidding. Same thing around money for me. It was, mm. I grew up really poor. Yes. And I was I was a bigger girl too. I think I was 297 at my highest. Yeah. And I also lost 100 pounds, but it just as a byproduct. But money was the thing for me. Over that yeah. same time frame, got married at 22, had nothing. $24, yes. you know, grew up sleeping on a couch, like all of that. Yeah. Over that same time frame, I had the kids, three, you know, and literally was like, oh, if I hit this money goal, then I'll be mm. the happy after. You know, and then what happens in life, which, you know, and y'all listening have heard me say this. It's amazing because, you know, I'm a God girl. So like one of the things that I believe in my belief system is that sometimes God, you know, will give you everything to show you that that is not everything. Yeah. And when you realize that you're forced to move. So did you have a moment when you were like, okay, well, I I think I have all the things that are the check marks. I have the house, the family, the kids, the quote unquote marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, I have the body. I have the fan, the following people. Everyone's clapping for me. But what am I going to clap for my own damn self? What's going on here?
1: Yeah, I felt like I checked off every, like you said, like checked off every single box on what was supposed to make me happy. Mm -hmm. And the only things that I was feeling any sort of fulfillment in was like potentially motherhood, like just the fact that like I loved my kids so much. But even within that realm, I was like, I was just struggling so much. Like, who am I? What am I? I feel like I checked every single box off and I'm not happy. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was hard. And I think that there's, if I'm really going to be honest, I think that I also was very aware that the marriage wasn't working. I, yep. I was aware that I was going to leave. I didn't know how to. I didn't have anything in my name. I didn't have, mm-hmm. a, didn't have a car, didn't have a job. I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. So mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I even going to do this? A lot of fear in the way. But again, can I you, could control so can my I body. Just
0: because just we have a lot of people yeah. here that are in various stages of starting mm-hmm. over. So we have people, you know, my friends that are listening, some of them have already started over, Yeah, some are thinking and knowing that they need to start over. And some of them are in the process of starting yes. over right now. And, you know, both me and Sarah have lived that in many different ways, body, mm. parenting, families, kids, yes. you name it. And I would love to ask you, and I'll share some of my own because, you know, it's a pretty vulnerable thing. But when it comes to starting over, how did you know in your marriage, after hitting all these marks, what were some of the things you were feeling that let you know you were unhappy? I, like, I were knew. you crying in the market were you what did it feel like because I want people to know because some of them are sitting in it right now and they don't know they're thinking no it's just one more pound no it's just one more dollar yeah. no it's just one more kid but it's like no I'm telling you right now if you're crying in the market you're in it and you gotta get out So it's the holiday season and we've got to pick up tons of gifts. But have you ever thought about getting a gift that's also going to be a gift for someone else besides who you're gifting it to? I know it sounds crazy, but you can buy from brands that support nonprofits and charitable organizations. So you get to support a brand that has amazing products and an amazing mission. My brand of choice Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics makes high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. No parabens, sulfates, certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. It's everything. But cause is in the name for a reason because every purchase supports organizations that helps communities thrive. Personally, I have two products from Thrive that I am obsessed with. The first one is their mascara and Yes, it makes your lashes longer. Yes, it's their best-selling product. Yes, it's vegan. It doesn't smudge. None of those things. But here's what I love the most about it for mamas like me. It comes off so easily. I already have dark circles from these kids. The last thing I need are dark circles from my mascara running down my face or not coming off completely. And the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara from Thrive Cosmetics doesn't do any of that. And it comes off clean, just with water and a washcloth necessary, y'all. And then my other favorite product, again, perfect for mamas, is their Brilliant Eye Brightener. So it's a cream to powder highlighter that you basically just do a line under your eyes and it opens up your eyes and gives you an eye lift. Basically, it makes you look awake when you know you didn't have enough sleep. It's foolproof. The cause is their bigger than beauty mission because for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. And they have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes. I want you to celebrate the season of giving and try Thrive Cosmetics today. Right now, you can get up to 45% off their best-selling products when you purchase select holiday sets by visiting thrivecosmetics.com slash Nicole. That's Thrive Cosmetics, dot com slash Nicole to start shopping for their holiday sets. Y'all give the gift of giving and look good while you do it. Head over to ThriveCosmetics.com slash Nicole today. What's the vibes? I'm EJ, head of special projects at DBA. And this is Who's On Content, a show that explores and dissects the influential, behavioral altering power of content through thought-provoking, culturally relevant, and industry-shifting dialogues. We're chatting with social media platform leaders, marketers, journalists, and content creators contributing to the content shaping the global society we live in. I mean, folks, let's face it. Content is everywhere. It's visual. It's audible. Hell, it's even edible. Go with me for a second. The content of your favorite restaurant informs the content of your Yelp review. (laughs) See what we did there? Tune in to hear who's on content.
1: There is a gut feeling that I think that when I say this and anybody listening who knows it, it's, it's something so deep within you that, you know, is there and you just need to face it. So I knew that the weight loss wasn't making me happy. I knew that this marriage was not working and I, it came to a point that there was one day and sort of to my point earlier, like, I think the reason that I was so driven to lose weight is I also understood that I would be somewhat quote-unquote safer to exist in a smaller body outside the marriage than if I were in a larger one like that's like a really big thing for me to like unpack
0: Mm -hmm. it makes
1: me emotional to think about Mm -hmm. but I I'm very aware of like what was driving me and the fact that I saw safety in a smaller body existing outside of a marriage if I was going to go out with no money and three kids and move in with mom and dad but I think that I get asked this a lot. People will always say, "Like, how did you know? How did you know it was time?"
0: I get that. I get that question. more oh, oh, How did you know it was time to have babies? How did you know it was time to get you marriage? Know, how yeah. do you know it's time to
1: launch your business? How did you, or just how did you know that the marriage wasn't working? I have yet to meet somebody who's asked me that question who hasn't eventually but, done the thing. If you're asking that question, that's asking, probably sign
0: number one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's and it's
1: hard. You have to let go of a lot of. A lot of things like I grew up in a very Christian community, like where does divorce fit into my faith and where does, I I didn't know where to put a lot of it, but I was thankfully had somewhere to go like my parents, but it did, I said the words I'd like a divorce and it was three years later that I stepped out the door.
0: Listen, y'all, I want you to know that when you're ready, you're ready Mm -hmm. and understand that do not feel guilty if you say the words and it takes you 3 years cuz that was when you were ready and yes. that is the right time. Yeah. Like that's so important. People forget that like I, so I separated mm-hmm. but we weren't able to start the financial process until yep. a few months later and even then divorce can take years especially if you have like you know finances to really like work it can through. Take it can take years, years. and even in that process, just getting someone to sign a piece of paper during a divorce, if they don't want to sign it and they're not emotionally, because you're also not going to do that process at the same rate either. So just because you're ready doesn't mean your partner's ready. So there's so much. Yeah,
1: there's a lot. And you know what? I'm not going to read it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, just going to talk from the heart about it. When you are in a path of change, you have been the one to wrestle with it and struggle with it and be that person going through it. And everyone else is just going to be, I I call it like sort of being in a, in a car crash, the divorce part or the separation is the actual wreck But nobody was in the car with you all the way through that drive. Yes. And all they're doing is driving down the highway and rubbernecking at you and saying, who caused this? Mm -hmm. Whose accident was this? And who is at fault here? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: At the end of the day, they keep driving down the highway and you get out of the car and you get into a new one and And you you make a new life.
0: And you're confused and you're a little scared about driving again. And you're a little nervous. There's a lot that goes on.
1: But I think I got so caught up in what other people were going to say, and think about me and let me tell you Girl. they said the worst so,
0: the but things i was that the happiest people say oh so let's just talk and i i have literally i think three episodes y'all if you didn't hear i actually had an entire episode a chat that we had about it called you're too good for them yeah and it's because not in the sort of oh i'm better than you and you can say what you want but in that is the number one thing people say whenever there's a divorce, oh, you thought you were too good mm. or you thought you, you know, were yeah, better than this situation. Yeah, try losing 100 pounds and then leaving a marriage. Right. That's Absolutely. all anybody's going to say. Absolutely. I mean, people even, <laughs> oh my gosh, Nicole, you lost so much weight. You went, you got Hollywood. That's the yeah. thing. Some of the weight I lost was sheer depression weight. Yep. I call it the divorce diet. I could not yep. eat. I mm-hmm. was so sick and mm-hmm. sad, you know, and people don't even know that when you say things like that, you have no idea the harm you could be causing mm. because you don't know if they left because there was abuse you're unaware of that they will never talk about because yeah. they have children. Yeah, Or you don't know if they left because there was a situation where there's addiction or yes. where there's, you have no idea what's going on. And it's dangerous to Everyone be that cavalier. Everyone wants to know the why. And I've, want to
1: know. I've never said my why. Same, and same. that has caused a lot of people to speculate. Make, and, and not only that, like some of the things that came out were character rip downs, right? And I just, mm-hmm. I actually just read a post by Jamila Jamil and she said that women are so powerful now that we can't take away their opportunities. So we, I don't want to misquote her, but essentially she was saying, we come for character. Yes. So when we can't te- when we can't take away anything else, we come for their character. And it's women who do it to each other. And I heard somebody say this once where marriage is a union of two humans. And I have repeated this for myself, like, humans are more valuable than unions. Like they are two humans. And until we acknowledge that a marriage is not more valuable than a person, we have to change the way like that we show up and we talk about divorce and we talk about people going through it. But what got me through that whole season was knowing somebody else. I remember another girl who had gotten divorced and everybody talked about it. They talked Mm -hmm. about what she wore, who she hung out with, Mm -hmm. what was going on. We're seeing it right now with Giselle Bunchkin. Like everyone's like, she's got her jujitsu trainer. Like, the woman separated. She's actually allowed to do whatever she wants. And she
0: also has a bunch of babies. If y'all think any mama on this planet yeah. is worried about her jujitsu trainer during a divorce with her babies <laughs> in, in mind, absolutely not.
1: It's just ridiculous. But of course, the,
0: nobody's tracking what Tom's doing. Not at all, because Everybody's it, it couldn't tracking have been Tom. What... It couldn't be Tom. Listen, this woman had a whole career and a whole business. She came out of Brazil. Yeah. Okay, this is a woman who came to America and built a life for herself mm-hmm. based on her own back. You know, it's not. this isn't someone who grew up with someone of the benefits of, of an American lifestyle. Yes. And yet people are forgetting that this is a is woman who, again, just like most women, has had to start over many times. She is famous and successful in her own right. In her own right. So, yeah, like this. But I remember when I
1: had a friend who had gone through divorce and we all just everyone I was part of it. We all talked about her and everything. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that nobody had talked about her in quite a while. And I just thought mm-hmm. if I could just hold on,
0: it'll get better
1: everyone will eventually stop talking about it. It, This won't be this forever. So let everyone say what they're going to say. It doesn't make it my truth. It doesn't make it what happened. It doesn't make my steps wrong. And I sort of went into that like survivor mode of, you just keep moving forward. And it's such a brilliant feeling when you go to this new place of like, okay, weight loss didn't make me happy. I wasn't quite there yet, but I remember sitting in my parents' house, not a dollar to my name, now living at their house with my three kids. And there was mm. a sense of peace that came over me when you, I was like, I, I didn't have nothing. Obviously I had a lot, but I I had nothing but on the check marks anymore. Yes. So, and then all of a sudden I was like, but this is so happy. Like, I wish I understood. It's a freedom. Yeah. So everything that we sort of equated to happiness was, Merely a projection of what other people, and you know what? Maybe other people have had experiences, and there are millions of them where people went down the checklist and they found so much joy. But you can't take that one person's experience and make it the experience. Yes, it is. And and I've had to rewire the way that I talk about things when we say like the one or the right choice. It is ah, one. It's it's abso- a one. Absolutely, and for this right season, choice.
0: I mean, and I think you're. One of the things that I want to call out, there are two things that just stand out from what you said. The first one is that we have an association of starting over as being a negative. Yes. Sometimes the peace comes when you realize that starting over is the best thing that has ever happened to you. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've said because with women, they don't realize that when you decide or when you're put in a position where you have to engage divorce, that you're already accepting you're gonna to have to leave everything behind. Mm-hmm. You're all you have already mm-hmm. said. Odds are I could lose everything or I could have nothing. Am I okay with me and my babies? And if you're a person of faith for me, like God, like, can I do it with us? And if you accept that, there is a peace from knowing that you've got nothing sometimes to start over. And that can be a very rewarding feeling. So for Mm -hmm. those of you guys who are afraid of starting over, know that there is joy in starting over as well. There is. There There was a lot of
1: joy. And even Mm -hmm. like living, whenever I say like living at my parents' house and how what a humbling experience that was, I also have to remind people like, that was actually some of the best days of my life. Absolutely. Like we had so much fun. Like I was working multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. What an opportunity. Like mm-hmm. it's just the angle in which you view it, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom sort of said the same thing. She's like, I would sort of like come home a little bit later one day and she's like, you have nobody to answer to except for your children and That's to God. Right. That's right. And I was like, okay. And so she, even, even within like having to be 30 and moving back home and dating mm-hmm. again and all this stuff, my mom was sort of there prompting and reminding me that in this restart... Like, one, I owed them nothing. It was an honor for them to support oh, me. was a blessing, yeah. And absolutely. I think that that was... A, and as
0: mamas, knowing that we would do the same for our kids... We would do this true. same for our kids. It's true. It's so true. Mm-hmm.
1: And now I also like really working with... Or in Canada, we have an organization called Mamas for Mamas, and they do this. They kind of work within the community lines of, like, we're really only one situation away from needing support. Mm-hmm. And if we always remember that there's somebody needing support and that we can get support and yes. not having to pay for it with our dignity like mm-hmm. we are all so close to the line of like just needing to be the person that gets support and then we can come back and be the person that gives it for the next so one. that's what I do now like I, I needed that. support for such a season of my life and now I'm I just really love reminding people like, we don't get to watch women get out of these situations or get into their start overs if we're also not there to like back them up to Absolutely. do it. It's a collective thing, oh. it's a community thing. And we have to remove the shame of the checklist and the proper order of things. Even with careers, because yes, we grew up with parents that my dad's still working in the same job right. he it's got like, at nineteen, and that was the
0: pride was oh I have this I've job been and this job and for gonna forty years. They're going to bury me in this building, you yes. know what I mean? And like that is you know, and frankly, we can even talk about that language in general when people say oh I've been married for forty years, oh I've been at this job for forty <sighs> years, oh I've you know had this home for thirty years, oh I've this you know we put so much weight around the stability of sameness mm-hmm. when they don't realize how much strength is also in. Change, yes. so I mean that is you know not to knock. I mean there's something to be said for having a marriage for forty I know, years. That but says I feel a lot. Like, but, but like it know? can't be
1: the benchmark of success That's because right. I looked at my husband. We got married in our mid thirties, and I said we're never gonna get like the fiftieth anniversary. Like mm-hmm. chances are we're never gonna get that. I don't know. I, I don't I believe in wanna... Botox. I believe in I believe in the miracles. <laughs> I, you know, Botox I, in the heart. Botox in go. the heart. I hold and receive it for us. You know, like I just
0: found love. You know, for the for the first time, and. I... I'm 38. And I'm telling you right now, um, I'm holding true that we are going to get our 50 hundred years. You know what I mean? But I don't want it to be.
1: I, I guess my point <laughs> to him was like, we're probably never going to get like that big
0: anniversary party and that right. big cake. But like, this is the greatest love you got. And, you, and also, when I tell you, people don't understand, especially like love after divorce, which let's just transition oh, into it, right? The starting oh. over again.
1: OK, that
0: understanding that. I understand love on a level now that mm. I don't care if it cost me everything that I have and everything I will ever make to feel what I feel for five minutes. Mm. I truly feel and I say this, I wake up every day and I say this, if I were to die tomorrow I've done all of it mm-hmm. like i truly have done it. i know there's more for me yet i'm shocked at where it could go but yeah i've i felt love i get it i understand songs now i understand yes. and engage in the world in a different way like yeah I, I i believe and chase after different things and it's worth it it is worth it
1: and it's very different and i've also come into it with a very different i caught flack for this the first mm-hmm. time i said it but I am in a marriage now where divorce is always an option. Listen,
0: so when people, can we just talk about that for a minute, Sarah, girl? Talk because about people don't realize that when you have been through a divorce already, mm-hmm. I'm in a marriage where, or not a marriage, I'm sorry, putting it out there, Lord. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> My lips to your ears, Jesus. Okay? But I'm in a relationship, right, where, you know, we choose each other every day. You choose and it and we, every and, day. And we choose it every day. And that means that as long as they're there, that means that we want to be there. And exactly. Then, and furthermore, if I only have this relationship for 10 years, that means that the next love is going to be even greater. Mm-hmm. And if that's possible, I hope I get 10 years with that person. I am open to as many loves and lessons as mm-hmm. God wants to send my way. Mm-hmm. I pray that this is the big one and I'll have it forever. But if this one goes out the door, the next one's going to be better. And if that's the case, then I receive it. Whatever God wants me, I want for me. You know,
1: absolutely. I am 100 percent in alignment mm-hmm. because there's something to be said about being in a marriage where you felt like if divorce isn't an option and we have to work this out, <laughs> then suddenly you're like, you, you're so trapped in something oh. that is just getting more and more toxic for each other. Yes, And so removing yourself from that. And my husband was also divorced previously as well. Mm-hmm. And now we've had a lot of conversations. I feel when you know divorce is always an option mm-hmm. and you wake up every day and you choose marriage, yes, you
0: behave, differently. you behave differently. You love differently. There's a humility in the way that you are. I mean, I can tell you that I've been in this relationship now for a year. The growth that I have experienced in how I have had to I am I am better, I'm I'm saying it out loud, I almost paused, but I'm going to say it out loud. I am better to this man than I was to my husband. Yes. And it's not that I wasn't good to my husband. It's not that I wasn't a great wife to my husband. It's that I am better to this man simply because not only do I want to make sure I keep him, but I also want to make sure I don't lose myself. And that has That's changed everything in how I interact. I am like we had a fight just two days. Yeah, two days ago, two days ago. Like, but Isn't I'm, it lovely to fight with somebody oh, that fights to be there? Oh, fights to be there. Because one of the first things we said, what our fights look like is we're not going to break up over this, but I need to tell you something that I need. Yeah, Like I've never argued that way yes. with a partner because the intention is let's the problem is in the room. You know, we're talking about the problem. We're not ta- we're not going at each other. Yes. And that is healing. It teaches me how to interact. It shows my babies what it's supposed to be like, which means hopefully they won't repeat what I've repeated, you know, mm. and it's just it's an amazing thing. Like it's growing me so much. And I've seen this in you and the way that you talk about your partner is that like there is a um, you know, when people talk about authenticity on the Internet, you know, real recognizes real. Yeah. I have been in the marriage before and I've looked at your thing when I was in my previous marriage. I was like, that can't be real. That I know. can't be real because I didn't have it. I was like, there's no way. Well, now that I have what I have, I'm like, ah, I see the little signs. Yeah, that's that makes sense. And it's so fascinating how
1: much like to tie it back into the body conversation. Mm-hmm. I have to read my favorite. It's pinned at the top of my account mm-hmm. for a reason, but it says I'm 50 pounds heavier than when we met. And I think about that sometimes when the doubt creeps in, when I feel unlovable for simply changing. And then I remember the journey we've been on. I remember that this change is actually a beautiful one. It's the first dates, the second dates, the thousands of Mm the more the travel, the taste of it, the laughing till we're sore. It's cocktails on Friday, curling up on a Sunday, sickness, overworking, joy, and healing. It's having a baby together woven inside my body. It's 50 pounds of what's made our family. So when I think about it and the doubt creeps in, I ask myself, what would you rather have this life or be thin? And I, and I smile at him and I look at our life. It's not even a question I would do it all over again. That's the kind of when we talk about healing and we talk about starting over and we talk about it, you start over, but with everything you've brought, yes. from every lesson you've ever learned, from every hardship, from every discomfort, from every little bit of what you've gone through, you start over smarter, wiser, better, better and with a whole perspective of none of this is guaranteed. yes and every day I choose to be here and every day and now I live. I don't love the way I look in my body every day, but gosh, I show up and my marriage isn't perfect, but gosh, I'm here yes. and I choose it. And when I talk about him, there's something that like happens inside of me. I have this like, it's almost the same way I feel about my children. Like I love him in a way mm. that like, I don't want anything to ever hurt him. Yes. I, I love him yes. so differently than what he does for me. Like I love mm-hmm. him so much. And I love that we, I, I just, nothing, not that nothing ever made sense. And I think that it took, Being alone and figuring out what I wanted, but to find somebody to meet me for who I am Mm -hmm. and being able to show them that. And that was chaotic at first. That first year. Oh, girl. That's the other part too that people don't
0: realize when someone meets you in the valley. You sometimes you're like I don't know if I'll ever see the mountaintop again because yeah. I'm a mess you I know was, what I mean I was
1: messy I was jealous oh absolutely I was scared because it's
0: all the triggers you know even being loved well can be a trigger people don't realize like when he loves yeah. me well I'm when's the other shoe gonna when's drop when's the other shoe just the other day like we had our first like I said our real fight like about something and I was like oh my word like this might be it, you know? And yeah. it's like, no, like it's not it. It's that we're talking about it in a healthy way and we're practicing the skill set of having good conversation around issues. Yes. Like, and the fa- the way we resolved it, let me know, oh, if we can do this, we can do the next one. We can always keep coming back together by yeah. choice, you know? Yeah, but by the choice. healing, you know, and even now, like, you know, you guys had, your, had a child together. I'm yeah. hoping to have more children as well. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, you know, talk about new triggers. You know what I mean? New things new because you had children in a previous relationship. Now you're with a different partner and you have to learn how to parent with a different partner. Yeah. I don't know about you, but one of the pains that I struggle with right now is that I am in a partnership that shows me how much I lacked before. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying not to beat myself up or even mourn or grieve. What I what I didn't give myself in my previous relationship, yeah. So seeing you, you know, you've got the cutest little, I know, big old personality. Her personality (laughs) is unreal, like sweetest, vibrant little baby, and raising her with a partnership where you're wholer. You know, you're Mm -hmm. more put together, and you have a partner who's present, like Mm -hmm. and what is that like in terms of do you just try not to think about it how it was or be present or what do you do? So I found myself
1: in the happiest place of my life when it came to everything that was going on. I was in a good place with my body. Mm-hmm. We had a great marriage. Mm-hmm. And now we're pregnant with this baby. And I fell into the worst depression. I've never been depressed before. And that sure. was the first time. Sure. So I was pregnant when I found depression. And what I revealed in the therapy that I had to go through. Mm -hmm. I went, I had basically there's like postnatal depression. I had prenatal depression. Mm -hmm. So I went to like a perinatal therapist and we walked through the fact that I was also placing a lot of fear in my new experiences, repeating old ones. A lot Mm -hmm. of them being, I was a stay at home mom who was like dinner was on the table at five o'clock. Same. Now I'm like a career person. I'm like, am I going to have to give this all up? Is it all going to, is everything bad going to happen again? Like, is this going to be the end of
0: my the marriage? Other shoe to drop. Like, I, I've the just learned one to way to do this right. Yes. Now I have to shake this up with things that I know caused additional conflict before. Yes. Am I going to lose this beautiful thing that I have had? Or just losing
1: myself in it. I didn't, I didn't. So I remember having so many conversations with Shane about it and he just would ask me time and time again, like, just don't place old experiences on our new ones. Whew. And I was, and and that was a lot for me because I'm a girl who didn't even want to watch a movie with him if he went and saw it at a movie theater with a different girl. Listen, I was like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see this movie if you've seen it and you've held hands with another woman. I don't want it. And he goes, you know, who misses out on an opportunity when that happens? You do. Mm. I don't. You do. What
0: is it like having a partner that you love and have to listen to because you know they're saying it out of love? Do you know how annoying that is? I know. <laughs> I'm and, like, I know you love me and this uh, is why you're telling me, but stop trying. Stop it. I don't want to he, hear this right now. <laughs> he's so emotionally, like, ahead of the
1: curve of me, but yes. you know what's so funny? This, actually yesterday, I found a screenshot of an argument. I don't know why I screenshot it. Probably because I was catty and setting. Yes, it my girlfriend. Yes, evidence.
0: I'm going to keep this forever. We're yes. we going to talk about
1: this. (laughs) But I found an argument that him and I had, we weren't living together. We were just dating and he had gone out after a volleyball game and hadn't texted me to tell me that he was doing that. And I was very upset about it. And I I read these things and I was almost embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I was like, who is this person? And then I also was like, But instead of instead of like staying in that shame cycle for Mm -hmm. a second, I was like, "But look at you now. Like I would I would be like, did
0: you go out afterwards? I hope you at the best time because shame doesn't serve you. Right. And we have to extend ourselves grace. Right. Like the person who was in that moment was still learning how to be secure in the relationship. So learning how to be secure in self and being loved well. So it's like. You know, looking back at that past and saying to yourself, hey, this may be different. I may yeah. be repeating stuff, but it's only because I'm relearning I'm and relearning. I know better. And he you was know? so
1: patient with me. But he also wasn't like so patient where he just like let everything go. That's he right. was like, i like the, you're making me feel this, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like I'm not being trusted. This is why I mean, and it was so funny. Like reading back on these, I'm like, oh gosh, this man. Yeah, but he's also really handling held me so
0: well. you are handling me so well. I am like a the, mess.
1: M- <laughs> this is an irrational human <laughs> wild beast. And you have just like done your best with it. I, yes, bless it, was, it. But it was, it's so fascinating because we have such mm-hmm. a calm natured relationship now and we rarely fight And when we do. I always, we always come back to this core of like, thank God we fight for this though. Like, yes, thank God we it's stay. It's
0: worth it. We mm-hmm. stick in it, in,
1: in it for each other because we just care so deeply. Yes. But it, yeah, it's a really beautiful thing. And I think that's something is uh, really important about the whole like start over and everything is like when you start to talk about it, though, and you talk about it with your peers, a lot of times what people will say to you is marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. And I want to remind everybody is when we say that it's like saying it's like working at Wendy's and working in a corporate job and saying jobs are hard. Mm-hmm. Your jobs are do- are hard for very different reasons. Let's not oversimplify you exactly just blanket statement things about mm-hmm. marriage because it's, again, two humans yes. in a union. Everything about that situation is very different than anything you've ever had. And every single time I tried to talk to people and I tried to
0: voice that like things weren't good, everyone just said to me, well, you know, marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. They'll say marriage that. Marriage is hard. They're like, what did you expect? And I'm like, you know, if someone's telling you that they're being physically abused, like that's hard. That's, if someone's yeah. telling you that they're being emotionally abused, that's hard. Understand that like, I'm not minimizing either one. It's abuse. No, it is. So how are we going to sit here and just oversimplify to say that? Yeah. And the th- one of the things that a friend said to me that changed my life, it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. Or when you talk about marriage mm-hmm. is
1: hard, what are you saying? Because when I say mm-hmm. marriage is hard now, I'm talking about the trash. Who's taking out the trash that's this week? Right? And that's the most beautiful thing that I've ever experienced yes. in my life is that all we're fighting about is that we're not fighting about our character. We're not fighting about big, bad, ugly things. Mm-hmm. Marriage isn't hard for anything more than like these, that cohabiting with another, again, That's two right. humans in a union, That's there's right. going to be difficulty. But when you it, when you start to like flex the muscle of like, I need to start talking about my unhappiness here. Or I need to start talking about what's next for me. You're going to be met with resistance yes. of, because you have also made them uncomfortable. Of course. And when you make other people uncomfortable, they want to pacify that feeling for themselves as well. There were a lot of people that had to deal with the reality of my divorce as well. Oh, my
0: goodness. I mean, I'm getting divorced publicly, you know, and in that context, I mean, I literally received messages of grief for my marriage, you know, and I appreciate people being able to see me in the moment and say, I'm really sorry that you were going through this or are going through this. But it's another thing when people, you know, I had some messages that, you know, are borderline inappropriate where it's kind of like, I can't imagine not seeing you guys together. Or I'm so sad to hear about this. I'm almost in tears. And it's one of those things where I... Can appreciate and understand. It's not, you know, again, with divorce, you don't always tell anyone congratulations because you don't know what the context yeah, is, you true. know? But just Although like that with was the loss, favorite thing that I received that when somebody said
1: congratulations. And I, I was like, oh, thank you. Absolutely, somebody yeah, finally recognized sure. the word. For sure. I mean, I
0: will <laughs> tell you, people who know me and know, more about the relationship yeah. or like, congratulations, you know, congratulations. I'm yeah. proud of you. You know but what I mean? You're right. You wouldn't say. You just wouldn't say it just like with your body. You don't say congratulations because maybe I'm sick or know. maybe you don't know what's going on. But it's one of those things that I think if any of us are talking to someone who's going through divorce or experiencing ourselves or are wondering sort of what will people think and what will people say? The answer is they will say something. Mm-hmm. They will. It will run the full gamut. You will overwhelmingly likely be more supported You'll find support in the right places, you know, like and I have a whole chat that we had about it where I was like, all you need is one good friend, one good therapist and a little bit of faith, you know, and if you have all those things, you'll make it through because the only way through it is through it. And on the other side, absolutely resides better. And during the process, you can have joy. You can have and, so much joy. Oh, and that is the recipe of starting over. And Sarah, like, you are always so candid. Mm. You're always so honest and so vulnerable. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Like, you've been in the internet space. I don't have, have any other choice
1: anymore. When you've worked this hard to start Listen, over, i got to cut the shit. <laughs> absolutely. I'm like, take it as it is. This is all
0: of me. you going to get it. Yeah, And part of it also is just, you know, it's amazing because people think that, The internet is about these curated images Mm -hmm. all the time, but they don't recognize that the only way to really enjoy your life is to be candid and a little messy Mm -hmm. about it and show people what you've got because then you can actually enjoy it. There's no more, there isn't a, let me say this over again, Josh, there isn't a happier state of being than truth. That's true. And when you are in a marriage that is rooted in truth, even if it's the messy truth, when you're in a body that's rooted mm-hmm. in truth, even if it's a messy truth, if you're in a parenting that's rooted in truth, even if it's a messy truth, there is joy. Yes. No matter what. Yes. Sarah- Tell us where we can eat up more of this lesson. Join the journey with you. You're such a beautiful, beautiful writer. Mm-hmm. Um, where we can read more of the inspiration we need and print it out and put it on post its yeah. Where can we find you? How can we keep supporting and loving you?
1: So the birds papaya on Instagram is mostly my wheelhouse, and then I have the papaya podcast as well, mm-hmm. where I'm gonna I'm gonna grill you on some <laughs> very I don't I'm know ready. where we're, I don't know where we're going, but we're gonna <laughs> go there. Yeah. So you can find me those places. I I live everything out in kind of real time. My mm-hmm. stories is where most people are. So, yeah, like, come find me. I love meeting new people. I spend half of every working day in my DMs and comments. Same. Like, community is everything to me. Mm-hmm. So any new community members are just, like, just the best. And I'm so always so Anybody who's willing to come along on a on an imperfect journey of going through change and coming out the other side is is very very welcome.
0: Ah, oh, y'all! If you love me, if we're a thing, I'm telling you, Sarah's our people. Go follow <laughs> her, stay in touch with her. We will all be better for it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much having me. Another great chat. Oh, I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe rate and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend.